One of the most popular property tax reforms in the Nebraska legislature has been approved by the Revenue Committee, but chances are you haven't heard about it. We've got the scoop for you here on The Full Platter, the official podcast of the Platt Institute. I'm Jim Vocal, joined by Nicole Fox, the Platt Institute's Director of Government Relations. Today, we're discussing how to inform Nebraskans about property taxes. Our discussion comes after senators advance Senator Ben Hansen's priority bill, Legislative Bill 644, to the full legislature. It requires that counties, cities, school districts, or community colleges provide a direct notification to taxpayers when boards seek to raise property taxes due to rising valuations. This idea belongs to a family of policies known as truth in taxation or direct notification, which seeks to make local tax decisions more transparent. The basic problem these policies attempt to solve is that people say they care about their local property taxes, but then local governments typically report nobody attends the meetings where tax policies are set which means either people don't actually care that much or they don't know what to do if they care. Nicole, how would the notification in LB 644 work? And once taxpayers know about the possibility of a property tax increase, what can they do about it? Well, Jim, it's actually pretty simple. If you receive a postcard in the mail with the words, notice of proposed tax increase in all caps at the top, that means that one or more of the political subdivisions in your county are proposing a property tax increase. Now, this postcard will include the following information. It'll have the date, time, county, and place of the hearing, the participating political subdivisions, and the telephone contact number for each of those subdivisions, as well as the amount of each participating subdivision's property tax request. In addition to that information, the The postcard will also contain the parcel number, the name and address of the property owner, the prior and current year assessed valuation, and the prior and current year property taxes due for each participating political subdivision. So what taxpayers can do is go to the hearing and let their voices be heard. Now, just a little bit about the hearings. They will be held in the summertime, sometime between August 20th and September 27th. And these hearings will occur no earlier than 6 p.m. if any subdivision in the county wishes to increase their tax request. And the hearing is to be dedicated solely to discussing just the increased property tax request. The subdivisions must give a presentation of each and explain each reason for their request. And each attendee is allowed to speak and they will be given a minimum of at least three minutes. Now, LB 644, Nicole, isn't Nebraska's first go at trying to create a truth in taxation law. What happened previously in the legislature in this area, and why is the Revenue Committee still working on it? Well, the idea of truth in taxation began in 2019 with Senator Luann Linehan's LB 103. And what this bill did was it required political subdivisions wanting to increase their property tax request to hold a hearing separate from their annual budget hearing to discuss that increase. The hearing was supposed to be publicized in a newspaper, but what we found was that subdivisions weren't always doing this, and some of them were trying to combine these tax increase hearings with their usual budget hearing. So then in 2020, Senator Groney had LB 148, and they decided to advance this bill, hoping to add a little bit of teeth to LB 103. What this bill did was it established additional requirements 
requirements for the LB 103 public hearings. And that was that at the hearings, at least three copies of the proposed budget statement had to be made available to the public. And every member wishing to attend must be allowed to speak and given a reasonable amount of time. Now, this time was not specified. It was just a reasonable amount of time. The bill also adjusted notice requirements for meetings, um, allowing uh, newspapers to publish them online if, if they posted their, their newspaper online. And it required that written notice be posted in three public spaces. Now, these measures were well-intended, but again, without direct taxpayer notification, awareness and therefore attendance of these hearings were poor. So that is why we have LB 644 that has been introduced and advanced out of committee. Nicole, in your role here at the Platt Institute, you spend a lot of time down in Lincoln testifying on bills and working with committees, both to advance bills and to develop new legislation. You testified on the original LB 103, which, as you explained, required a special hearing and board vote to raise property taxes. What observations can you share with listeners about how this issue, its support and opposition has evolved in recent years? Well, Jim, not a lot really has changed. In 2019, the proponents included the Platt Institute and several ag groups, uh, the Lincoln Independent Business Association, as well as some individual taxpayers. In 2021, the proponents were similar, again, including the Platt Institute, and it also included the Nebraska Chamber, uh, the NFIB, and AFP. Now, opponents consistently have included the counties, the cities, the education community, and other tax levying subdivisions, such as the NRDs. These same proponents and opponents were present for Senator Hansen's bill. As introduced, LB 644 included all tax levying subdivisions, but I will point out that the proposed amended version of LB 644 excludes some of the original political subdivisions it encompassed, including NRDs, education service units, and learning communities. So in January, the Platt Institute actually conducted a poll of likely voters in Nebraska on a long list of tax questions. You can find it at platinstitute.org slash polls. But Nicole, there were two questions related to public hearings about property taxes. Let's start with this one. 44% of respondents said they were aware that local governments have to hold a public hearing before property taxes can be increased. But a combined 57% said they didn't know that or were unsure. What do you make of the fact that in a state where people are obviously concerned about property taxes, most don't know how or where the property tax bills are decided? Well, people have a lot on their plates. People are working, they're raising their families, and oftentimes public meetings occur during the workday. For example, Douglas, the Douglas County Board holds their meetings around 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. And the Omaha City Council holds their meetings in the middle of the afternoon. Another thing is that the digital age has changed the way that people receive and consume information. Physical written newspapers are a lot different than the digital versions. With digital, stories are headline driven. It's easy to not see public notices because you're not looking at a paper from beginning to end necessarily. And for those who read articles through social media, I just don't recall seeing any posts that highlight public notices. They're usually, again, highlighting story headlines. And so what LB 644 does is it promotes taxpayer engagement through direct notification. Then we asked voters this question. Would you support or oppose requiring local governments to inform taxpayers by mail about their opportunity to participate in a public hearing before property taxes can be increased due to rising valuation? Remember, 
I said at the beginning, this was by far the most popular idea on property taxes that we polled. 52% of voters out of the gate said they were strongly in support of direct notification. Another quarter of voters said they somewhat support the policy. So that's 77% in the support column. 13% were unsure, while 6% somewhat opposed mailed notices. And only 4% strongly opposed the idea. So that's a 77% to 10% matchup. And that level of support is pretty constant from voters of all partisan affiliations. So voters overwhelmingly like this idea of not having to wonder when property tax increases will be decided, which means, Nicole, those 10% would need a really good reason to hold this up. What is the case against directly notifying property taxpayers? Is it any good? And will there be any chance opponents can win out before LB 644 becomes law? Good question, Jim. I can't speak for the 10%, but I can tell you the talking points brought up by those opponents at the public hearings that I've attended. The first was cost of the notices. The second was that it was too onerous to expect them to hold a separate hearing in addition to their annual budget hearing. And third, they complained that their standard annual budget meetings were poorly attended. But I can also tell you that the need for an additional hearing and the cost to inform taxpayers of the hearing is only incurred if a tax increase is proposed. No public hearing is needed if the taxing subdivision decides to not collect additional revenues created by increased valuations. Property owners and communities of all sizes are seeing valuations rise. Landlords are passing along property tax increases to renters. Renters are already struggling to make rent payments during the pandemic. Farmers and ranchers risk losing property that has been in their families for generations. And because of this, I'm hoping for a taxpayer win and LB 644 making it across the finish line. Okay, so people like the idea of direct notification, and there really isn't a strong policy reason not to have this requirement. But at the same time, LB 644 won't actually cut anyone's property tax. And it doesn't add any new limits to local taxing authority either. Given that many Nebraskans do want cuts to property taxes, is this too little, too late? LB 644 is a good bill. And Senator Ben Hansen has done a lot of work on a proposal that is well thought out. Again, property owners are seeing valuation increases. People are hurting. People have lost jobs while the cost of living has gone up. We talk a lot about holding elected officials accountable, and LB 644 does just that. It gives elected officials pause. They will be on record for proposing tax increases. It will give taxpayers a better picture of what happens to their tax bill when valuations go up without a levy adjustment that is revenue neutral. If I'm looking to run for office and unseat an incumbent, I'd be watching. And if I'm a taxpayer who attends and voices my concerns at a public hearing and elected officials continue to propose and adopt tax increases, I'm going to vote them out of office. This policy was enacted in Utah in 1985. They went from having the 24th highest property taxes in the country to having the 36th highest property taxes in the country. Truth in taxation gave elected officials pause and made them think twice about raising taxes because it redefines what constitutes a tax increase. Nicole, you and I both had the honor of serving in public offices, representing constituents in urban Nebraska. You represented the downtown Omaha area. I did as well, along with Midtown. And often property taxes are stereotyped as a rural issue. Do you have any insights you can share with other senators who are, say, 
east of 72nd Street in Omaha, why property tax reform matters for their constituents. Well, as we discussed, people are hurting. Property owners and communities of all sizes are seeing their valuations rise. And in fact, in 2020, there was an Omaha World Herald article that noted that Douglas County valuations had increased on average about 13%. And in North Omaha specifically, some property owners saw increases upwards of 24%. A 2019 KMTV News story reported that 97% of property owners in Douglas County should expect their property valuations to increase. So so senators representing constituents in Douglas County can't ignore this. And again, property owner or renter, everyone pays. Thanks for joining me, Nicole. That's all for today. But you can find more updates from Nicole and the Platt Institute team on the Full Platter blog at platinstitute.org. If you like what we're doing, you can also make a donation to help fund our research and advocacy. Or you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter where I keep you posted about today's most important issues facing Nebraskans. Join us again next time as we continue our mission to remove economic barriers and make Nebraskans proud.